So before we uh, look into the Word, um, I just have a couple of comments to make. Um, first of all, I, on behalf of the pastoral staff and the staff of the church, want to thank you for your encouragements, your cards, most of all for your prayers. And um, we recognize that um, it, it can be difficult at times working with people, you know. We're not, we're not saying who, but uh, <laughs> Stephanie has a great job here. And, uh, but we, we do need your prayers. And uh, uh, I've often said, uh, if you knew how much fun we'd have, uh, you wouldn't want to pay us all. But uh, that's a joke. Uh, <clears throat> but we do thank you um, for your encouragements and, and your cards and your prayers. It's great. Uh, Pastor Steve uh, just arrived back um, early uh, this morning uh, from Ukraine, and um, so that's why, obviously, why he's not uh, preaching this morning. Um, and if this chair was uh, here, he probably would have would have fallen asleep by the time we we got to this point. So um, we also. Uh, we also want to thank all of the musicians here at, uh, at the church. Um, you do a great job, and, and Jessica, thank you. You do a great job in developing um, all of the services. Um, it, it doesn't just happen, you know. That's, it's, it's, it's carefully, prayerfully uh, developed each Sunday, and so... We do want to thank you all for doing that. Uh, there's something else that I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it was now. But uh, uh, Lois and I, uh, last weekend, uh, were with our family, two of our families, um, in Ottawa. And uh, we had a great time. I'm not sure what you did, but uh, we had a great time in Ottawa. We had uh, five of our grandchildren um, and our uh, daughter and son, uh, our twins and their spouses. We had a great time. Lord willing, tomorrow morning, early, uh, Lois and I will be flying out to Edmonton um, for Christmas with our oldest son, David and Deborah, and their four boys. And um, so we would um, appreciate your prayers on that. We'll be flying back on Friday. We do trust that you have a great Christmas, and um, I have lots and lots of memories of Christmas. I remember as a 10-year-old, uh, we were attending uh, Calvary Baptist here in Guelph, and uh, the Christmas pageant, right, as they were known in those days, was, um, was on. Now, that was one of those times when you could wear your your house coat, and uh, put a towel on your head, and your mom or your dad's tie on your head, and uh, you could go in the in the church without any shoes on, and uh, be a be a shepherd. Um, uh, and then after that, I remember Jim. I remember your dad, uh, Jim Senior, um, who would always have a bag of candies and an apple, or uh, not an apple, an orange for all of the children 
Those are great memories for me. I read about a a Christmas pageant um, in a small church, and the uh, Sunday school teacher had um, worked out a program with uh, one of her classes uh, using the acrostic on star. And so the, the idea was that um, each of the children in, in, in turn would hold up their letter and give a little recitation. They practiced it, they practiced it, they knew it perfectly. So S stands for whatever, S-T-A-R. The only problem was when they got up onto the platform, they were in reverse order. (laughs) And rather having star, it was rats. You know, it is possible, it is possible that for some people that basically summarizes Christmas. There's lots of expectations that people have that are totally unrealistic. They really will never be able to uh, be able to fill out what they expect to happen. Um, It was uh, C.S. Lewis who summarized it somewhat when he put this little doggerel together. If our ifs and buts were were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. The simplicity of, of Christmas. But, you know, a lot of people have, have some expectations of Christmas. Like, I didn't get quite the gift that I thought I was going to get. It was, it was four, four years ago now, I was um, downtown Guelph um, heading for a, a store there to pick up my wife's Christmas present. She never quite made it. That was when I took a bit of a fall and uh, ended up in the hospital and um, since that point. She still hasn't received that gift, actually, <laughs> but... Expectations at Christmas. There's a, there's a sense in which the Gospel uh, John um, had a, a very uh, simple statement concerning Christmas. The, the traditional, if you will, the traditional uh, Christmas story is found in, in Mark, uh, sorry, Matthew, and in Luke. But in John, we discover that the shepherds are nowhere in sight. The wise men are not even in the scene. And when you look at it, Mary and Joseph are not there either. But John presents the Christmas story for us in a, in a very profound way. Now, when I, when I talked to Pastor Steve about preaching today, I said, Steve, I'm not going to be able to preach um, a long sermon. Like it's, so you'll be happy to know that, right? But, um, so I, I, I need, I, seriously, I need to um, retrain, restrain myself in terms of what we can do here in John chapter 1. 
But in John chapter 1, verse 1, we, we discover uh, the word, the word, word, really means and, and, and is Christ. Um, he was the word, and the word was with God, and God, and he was in God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the simple statement of, of, the, of the apostle of John. But he does, in uh, verses 10 through to 14, give us um, some insight in terms of what it means that this word has uh, made his uh, house or his tent um, in this earth. In John chapter uh, 1 and verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made by him, but we discover that the world did not recognize him. In John chapter 1, in verse 1, uh, John says he's the eternal one. He, he, he's there, he, he was there before the beginning. In John 1, 1, there's a, there's a little word there that uh, causes people to stumble somewhat. It's the word the, in the beginning. But it, it ought not to be there. It's, a, it's an inclusion in the, in the text. It should read, in beginning. John says, you believe of, you, you, you think of any belief, of any beginning, and he was there before the beginning. He was there before the beginning of creation. He has always been there. He is eternal. He is divine. And in John chapter 1 and verse 10, we discover that though the world was made by him, the world did not recognize him. What does that word recognize mean? Let me put it to you in, in a 21st century uh, idiom. Uh, perhaps you've had this statement before in your life. Um, I uh, don't quite remember your name, but I recognize your face. Anybody said that? Yes, you have, because we've all done that. I, I know you, but I, but I don't recognize you. Recognized in that sense that because they've changed so much, or you have changed so much. The word there is, is the same word that John is using in John 1.10. There, there are people um, who knew about Christ, but they didn't really recognize him. I know you, don't I? but I don't really recognize you. I, I know your face, but I can't quite put it together. There were many people in the New Testament 
who knew about Christ, but did not know Christ. There's a telling statement in uh, Matthew chapter 13 in verse 55, and I want to read it for us. In John, in Matthew chapter 13, 55, they said, Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother names, uh, named Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? And they did, they, they took offense at him. They recognized him, but they didn't know him. It's so important that we recognize him. But there are people today who will celebrate Christmas because they recognize him, but they do not know him. And what was true of the New Testament is true of our day today. Individuals want to sing about his birth, but know nothing about the birth of Christ. When we were in Ottawa, we took our grandchildren and our children to an amazing uh, Christmas uh, light uh, display. There were literally, I mean this, there were literally millions of lights. Millions of lights. It was called uh, the glow. The glow. We basically, we took a second mortgage on the house <laughs> to buy it in terms of the, the, uh, the entrance to it. Um, I thought, wow, this is going to be great. It's about Christmas. Do you know what? There is absolutely nothing to do anything about Christmas. It was interesting because they were, they were, they were, uh, they were, they had Christmas carols. Charles Wesley's great hymns. O come all you faithful. And as we walked through, and it was set up so that um, it was Christmas around the world. There was more about Elsa than there was about the Christ. People want to recognize Christ, but they never want to receive And that brings us to the next point in verse 11 of that text in John 10. He came to, his, to, to that which was his own, but his own did not uh, receive him. What does it mean there about his own? We've, we've already read it in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, it means literally that he came, he came to his own kith and kin. 
those who were the closest to them. It is true that um, the nation of Israel should have known that this is the Messiah. They, they had all of the prophecies. They had all of the indicators there, but they missed it, even though he was one of them. And they did not receive him. And there are people today who reject Christ. It's not just that they don't recognize him, they reject him. Or did not, do not receive him as at, at, at his incarnation. We, we see examples of those um, in the New Testament. Herod violently, violently rejected Christ to the point that he had any of the babies two years or younger slaughtered in Jerusalem and in the the vicinity of, of Jerusalem. You know, the poor old innkeeper uh, rejected him. Um, he didn't just neglect him. He said, no, sorry, no room in the inn. The inn, you know, the, the, the sense that we have of the, of the inn is, is somewhat... Uh, shaped in terms of Hollywood. Uh, The nice, clean stable. It it wasn't. It wasn't. The inn in those days would have been basically a house. And because of the taxing that was going on in in, in that world, um, all of the all of the rooms would be occupied. The only place left was in the back where the stable was. Not a pretty sight. He rejected him. And throughout the scriptures, uh, we have examples of uh, people who rejected Christ or the people of Christ. The religious elite, the scribes and the Pharisees, were continually rejecting Christ. They were the opposition, if you will, to the message that Christ proclaimed. Isaiah 53 summarizes it in prophecy. When Isaiah writes, He was despised and rejected by men, one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and was esteemed, and we esteemed him not. And ultimately, ultimately, he was rejected and was crucified. 
on the cross. There was a violent rejection. Do you know that there are still people today who reject Christ? People who perhaps recognize him as being a great teacher. They, they may even like his teaching, but they still reject him because, because the gospel is, in one sense, so simple that they, from a human perspective, are, are star- struggling over it. It can't be that simple. It simply is the good news that Christ has come and he has come for you and for me. Well, in verse 12, John also continues, Yet to all, Yet to all, in in contrast, if you will, to those who reject him, yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in the name, he gave the right to become children of God. We, we, have, we have lots of examples, do we not, in the New Testament, in terms of the Christmas story of those individuals who received the Christ in the incarnation narrative. The shepherds. The shepherds were those individuals who... Uh, really were at the bottom of the ladder in social studies, in in social uh, standing. One person, uh, one commentator said, put it this way, in the Jerusalem area, if, uh, if you could not do anything else, at least you could be a shepherd. That was sort of it. If you can't do anything else, you can be a shepherd. It, it, it's fascinating to me that it was to the shepherds that, that the angels appeared. To the most unlikely individuals. Those individuals as shepherds who would have been Uh, cast out in terms of social status and because of their uh, lifestyle. uh, A shepherd would not be able to provide evidence in a case of a law. Uh, They they would be cast out in terms of the religious elite because they would never be able to be a part of the religious exercises but it's it's to it's to the it's to the angels that the shepherds first appeared logically you know you would think wow 
Why didn't they go to the religious individuals? They, after all, they had all of the scriptures. They, they, knew, they, they knew exactly where Jesus was going to be born, but, but it was too, it was too, this group, I was going to say this motley crew of people. Uh, some commentators try to sanitize it a little bit by saying, well, they probably were shepherds who were looking after the sheep that were going to be uh, sacrificed um, at, the, at, the, at the altar or whatever. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch. They were nobodies. I am so thankful that it was to the nobodies that the angels came. But not was it only to the nobodies, but it was to the wise men who came. What, what did the shepherds do? They, they were over the moon in terms of what was going on. At, at first, they would have been terrified, and they were. The Bible says that. Can you imagine... Uh, Dark, spit, you know, without, without any light, and, 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 and you're a shepherd, and you see a, 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 an angel appears to you. The first thing you think of is like, what have we done now? But here they were. And when they, guard, when they heard the news, what that they wanted, they wanted to go directly to discover who the shepherds, who, who the angels were talking about. The, the wise men wanted to come to worship him. They came to receive him. To receive him. My question for you this morning is a very simple one. Have you received this Christ? Not just recognize him. Don't recognize, don't reject him, but to receive him. What does it mean to receive Christ? Well, in verse 13 of John chapter 10, John explains it for us. He says in verse 13, Children, not of natural descent. What does that mean? It means simply that if one is to be a believer in Jesus Christ and receive Christ, we do that not because my grandmother or grandfather were great Christians. That's basically what, what he's saying. It's not because of, of descent. You may be here this morning and you're thinking, wow, I'm, I am a believer because down the line, my 
descends have been great people. I, I'm sorry to tell you this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. John goes on and says, but uh, not of human decision. Not of a human decision. What? Simply means that you cannot, on your own, simply decide that you're going to call yourself a Christian. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. He goes on, or a or a husband's will. No one else can impose their will on you to be a child of God. Or no institution can do that either. From the beginning, I say to you this morning, from the beginning to the very end, His grace is sufficient in all things. John says, but born of God. Born of God. You see, my friends, this thing of salvation, receiving Christ, is of God. He is the one who has given to us by His Spirit His wounding in us so that it's possible for a person to recognize Christ, know something of Christ, and the Spirit of God moving in their heart and in their life to recognizing that this is not just something or someone to recognize, but to receive and to make a part of my life. One hymn writer put it this way, Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood has shed for me, and that thou bidst me Come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the only one, the one and only one who came from the Father full of grace and truth. My friends, the whole thing in terms of salvation is capitalized for us with the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2. 
verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace, and we can add in terms of that grace, for it is by free grace that you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves even the very gift uh, the, the very idea of faith is a gift from god so that so that no one can boast it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast. How's your Christmas this week, this year? It's possible, it is possible to recognize him without knowing him. It's possible to reject him But my prayer for you is that you might receive him. The one who has come, who has incarnated himself for you and for me. I'm going to ask the worship team to come to conclude our service um, with song.